This is the Neutral Zone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Neutral Zone, Winter Classic Edition. My name is Jesse. I am the range. Actually, I am the Kraken admin, and I go by the hashtag Kraken a cold one. And I am Ethan, your Dallas Stars admin. And I go by Hip Hip Rupe. And Jesse, we have some special guests for this special episode. Brett and Cass are out for Christmas break. And uh, Thank God. Yeah, really. This is going to be a smooth one. <laughs> yeah, we've got our Vegas Golden Knights admin and our Seattle Kraken admin. If you guys want to go ahead and introduce yourselves. Uh, this is Alan. I am the Seattle Kraken admin, and I go under the hashtag McCann, you believe it. This is Samael, and I am the Vegas Golden Knights admin, and I go under the hashtag Hill to the Cup. On today's episode, we're going to go ahead and talk about the PWHL, what to expect, what's going on. Who's playing, where, and possibly even how to view it. And then we're going to move on to the main event, which is, of course, the Winter Classic. We're going to talk everything Winter Classic, history. We're going to talk about who's played, who's playing, and who we'd even like to see play, that and plenty more. And if you have a topic that you want us to talk about, go ahead and send us an email at neutralzonetopics at gmail.com or just message us directly through Freeze the Puck Hockey on Facebook. Yeah, we're really excited to have you guys in here and discuss the PWHL, which is happening on the 1st of January. That's when the season starts. And we're going to be discussing the Winter Classic, as Alan mentioned. And I'm really excited about both of these topics. So let's just get right into it and get to the meat of this episode. Sam, you're the PWHL guy mostly. So why don't you go ahead and lay the ground for what we're looking at with this one? So with the PWHL kicking off on January 1st, we're going to have Toronto and New York playing first ever PWHL game. Uh, it's going to be in Mattamy Athletic Center. I'm pretty sure I butchered that. Feel free to comment and let me know how bad I spelled that. They will. Don't worry. <laughs> you guys can start watching it at 1230 Eastern time. Notably, Ottawa's going to be playing their first game a day later, hosting Montreal at TD Place at 7 p.m. Eastern. And uh, Montreal is set to hold the home opener on January 13 at 3.30 p.m. Uh, Eastern as well at Verdun Auditorium. So it's going to be uh, pretty nice to have some hockey back-to-back and uh, start off that league uh, with a bang, in my opinion. So do you know where, uh, Ma- I couldn't say it any better, that Mattamy Athletic Center, do you know where that's actually located in? Unfortunately, I have no idea. So I, I did a little bit of digging. I figured out it's in the old Maple Leaf Gardens. I thought that was a really nice touch. To oh, wow. Ahead. Yeah. Ooh. I was all like, that's so sick. So I was, uh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't even know they used that building anymore, but apparently they, it's on like the third floor or something, and then they have a rink that's especially for hockey and they're going to go ahead and use that. I assume that's probably what Toronto is going to be using the team from PWHL since they don't really have a team name. I guess Toronto's it that they're going to be using is like their home place, which I don't know how guy how closely you guys kind of follow the PHF its predecessor, the premier hockey foundation. I didn't, unfortunately, I, I don't really think, was it easy to even access? So it was on ESPN plus it was like right there. And I don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, for Americans anyway, it was on ESPN plus and, uh, I, I randomly saw it. I think it was during the all-star break. It was the only thing that was really running. It was, it was, it was cheap. <laughs> it was a real cheap production. Um, the broadcasting seemed like they pulled, uh, some college students or something. To go ahead and do like the play-by-play and color broadcasting, like the the I noticed, <laughs> yeah, the broadcast crew, like you could hear the play-by-play trying to lead the color broadcasting into like watching a short replay or whatever, and being all like, "So, uh, what'd you think of that last play there?" And they were like, "Oh yeah, it was it was pretty quick, but like, did you did you see the forehand backhand? Oh yeah, I saw that. Like, it was just the production was terrible, 
the viewing of it really seemed like it was from college cameras, which makes sense because none of them had their own rinks. So you're saying that there is room to improve for the production value of the broadcast. My expectation is hopefully so. I mean, they, they put enough effort into this, hopefully. Yeah, it sounds like so far it's like imagine every game you watch is colored and play-by-played by Leah Hackstall. Yeesh. And oh, that's no. where we're at now. Let's get better. <laughs> I know this is a really hot take on that. I would be willing to say uh, Leah did a better job than these oh, college no. people. It was but hey, they get an opportunity. Hoorah. He put that on recording. Did you hear that? <laughs> he put that on recording. And I had to deal with it every year whenever it was the TNT or ESPN broadcast or whatever. And it was all like, oh, I'll be covering the crack. And like, I'd see it on Instagram that morning and just be like, no. <laughs> but I'd rather listen to her so, commentate Kraken. No, no offense, Leah. In terms of the broadcasting, at least, I know that I've heard from several sources and not only the broadcasting, but the jerseys in, in particular and everything uh, in terms of the PWHL was uh, there was a decision to be made whether they played this year or not. Uh, the NHL, as I hear it, was willing to uh, give some backing up in terms of expanding the league as well if that time frame had lapsed. However, the athletes decided that it was going to be a significant chunk out of their careers not playing, waiting for this. So what they decided to do was roll with the punches in terms of uh, marketing, broadcast the arenas and kind of grow it from there um in terms of how much better it does get it's gonna be how quick they can get those trademarks out and those uh streaming deals down but i kind of really like that in terms of the players having a say in how the direction of the league is going And in terms of it, I am very excited and I do believe that there's going to be a lot of growth because economically, they are backed by a a group. uh, I do believe they're called the Mark Walton group, who also owns uh, the Dodgers, part of the Dodgers and part of the Chelsea uh, football club, I believe. Uh, So what this does is that they have committed to the league, knowing that there's not going to be any profitability in the first years. And they have committed to growing the sport with that knowledge, uh, knowing that the league is going to have a few years uh, of growth and actually making it viable. So I think that this is the very basic floor of this league, and we're going to see it, in my opinion, grow exponentially in the years to come. With them starting off with those six teams, it definitely has the ability to be able to see that growth and achieve a much bigger audience than than what the PHF did. I didn't even know that they were on ESPN+. Plus. There was literally no, from what I've seen, no advertising indicating where you could watch those games and i love hockey i'll watch any hockey i'm always down to watch it if you give me the ability to watch it easily i will absolutely do that they need to be doing a little bit better effort in the marketing to ensure that people who love the game are able to watch it easily yeah and we talked a little bit about it last week uh on like where are we going to be able to watch this game this is a big game it's your first game opening day for the PWHL, where do we watch it? And then the other thing we talked about was we kind of joked about the the team names and the jerseys in the sense of it was just city names and (laughs) Toronto. And now introducing Toronto, (laughs) Boston, you know? Yeah. So, so so where, where do they go from here? It's, it's honestly, it's, it's hard to say, I guess they just kind of play out the season, right? On profitability though, for Sam, the whole thing of like it basically kn- knowing that it's not going to hit a huge profit. I don't know if you guys have looked at the PHF's website. All their jerseys have sold out. That's great. I thought that was crazy. That's great for, for their league and, and this one too. Yeah, that's great. 
I mean, I, you you also have to look at how many jerseys they put out and and the merch and whatnot. But but in terms of that raising that money for for the league is is pretty good. Now, I I do think that with years to come, we're gonna see also an influx of international players. Right now, Ottawa has a Japanese player. Oh oh yeah, I I didn't know that until recently. So I I I have seen several sources say that. You know, years to come, we're going to see an influx of Swedes, which might not have come over here because their league, their women's league is very um, comfortable in terms of how much money they make and whatnot. So they're not going to make the jump here one. But we're already starting with Ottawa having a Japanese player, seeing players outside of the U.S. and Canada committing to trying out this league and knowing that it is a possibility for them. So we, we do expect more players to be, you know, coming from international waters in, in sort of speak and kind of beefing the league out. So I, I imagine we're going to get more teams at some point, but it, it does give a really bright future in my opinion that there's interest in it. There's um, room to grow besides us and Canada. So that's, that's a great positive thing for us and, and for the league and for hockey as a sport. Yeah, for sure. I agree. And like I said, you know, it's the jersey sold out. That was the surprising part to me because we all got to look at them. They're just wordmark jerseys. I, I thought for sure, like, these probably aren't going to be made in public. They're just going to be shown for the players. They're going to be to get people introduced. Toronto's was sold out. I looked at Ottawa's, sold out. I looked at New York's, sold out. Like, it was crazy. I couldn't believe that they were actually profiting already. Well, maybe not profiting, but I couldn't believe that they were actually making sales off these. What everybody kind of saw is kind of meh jerseys. But I guess mm-hmm. people buy New York Rangers jerseys, so yeah, no. I'm going to shut you down there. You could just, <laughs> we're done. Uh, it, 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 is, it is really nice to see that, though, you know, with the growth of the league for, for these women who dedicate their lives to this sport. And they, they work hard. They, they play re- a really great game. And it's really awesome to see the backing that they've got from from what seems to be a pretty prominent group putting their effort in putting their capital into a league like this there is the potential for exponential growth right and i think that being able to see a player from from japan that's huge that's going to be huge for this league the potential is there market it right give us the opportunity to watch this game easily without any sort of hindrance and this league will grow the way they want it to grow. I hope so. I really do hope so. Did you hear about any of the names that got leaked, by the way? I have not. Can you name them for us? Yeah, go ahead. I'm curious. <laughs> I did find a leak for the names. that These are potential names. But they have Toronto Torch, Montreal Echo, Ottawa Alert, which is actually a throwback to a 1950s women's team, Minnesota Superior, Boston Wicked, of course, and New York Sound. To me, these sound like MLS teams. I don't really care for the names. <laughs> like, it sounds like soccer teams. Pick an adjective. Yeah. Verb. Exactly. <laughs> I can't imagine why they would use, like, New York Sound. That doesn't, I don't know. I'm not a fan. Uh, if, if those are the names that y'all are mulling over, change choose it. new ones. Yeah, change Please. that. You still have time to correct this. Please, go ahead. Right. <laughs> Like, you don't have to make this final. Uh, As for streaming, what I found for that is that CBC, which is a Canadian broadcasting, like, streaming service, I guess, they're streaming it, but there's nothing on the American, like, the U.S. end, I guess. Like, they didn't bother Mm. to set up anything with ESPN Sport or ESPN Plus or anything, which I was like, oh, no. (laughs) Fun fact, the CBC is the Canadian broadcasting company, and we can access it through YouTube, their CBC YouTube page. And if it's accessible uh, through the, if they're streaming it through their website, then it's going to be accessible through the YouTube. So we'd be able to watch it over there. Um, We'd be able to watch it over their YouTube live for that game as well. Cool, but can U.S. people access that as well, or is it going to be region blocked? Is my yes, that's that's what I mean. Like for the U.S. portion, what they do is they put it on the YouTube, and and that's a live stream that they do. 
I've been able to access several games that way when they're streaming it on the Canadian side. So the U.S. side can watch it on the YouTube. Man, I'm sharing this podcast because Sam's coming in with the win. So it is York (laughs) and Toronto. Uh, Madison Packer from the old uh, Metro Riveters of the PHF. She's uh, on the New York side of things, which I was really cool. I like her. Uh, And then Sarah Nurse is the prominent person on Toronto. Guys, who do you have winning this one? I have Toronto winning this one. I think Nurse is going to go off, in my opinion. Uh, She is one of these athletes that rises to the occasion. And knowing that it is a historic moment, not for her, but for women's hockey, I think that we're going to be in for a treat in in terms of scoring and uh, a defensive effort uh, from Sarah Nurse. Biased. It's going to be awesome. It's happening on the first of the year, January 1st, 2024. The PWHL is going to be starting up. We're really excited over here at FTPH. We're excited for this league to be happening, and it's going to be good. So make sure you tune in wherever you can. Hopefully they'll let us know before, what are we at, a week and a half away? Hopefully they let us know at some point, but it's going to be happening. Check it out. The moment we're all waiting to talk about. The beautiful, the starlit Winter Classic. The wonderful flagship event from the end of this. We need this. Everybody loves this. I'm excited about it. It doesn't even matter who's playing, but it matters to me. <laughs> it matters to me as well. And me, I guess. No, it, okay. As someone who, who doesn't have a strong horse in the race, it matters. I mean, everyone who's a big NHL fan, you're tuning in, right? It's a great outdoor game. You're going to watch on TV. I do love these outdoor games very, very much. I have always 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 wanted to go to one ever since i saw the rangers playing in that 2012 one and i'm really excited to be able to get to go to this one it's gonna be here in seattle i'm i'm stoked i'm stoked he decided if you've been paying attention he he was on the fence about going and he's going jesse will be at the game the amount of money that i paid for this ticket i'm willing to spend and if they lose they lose but i'll be there that's all that matters As a Kraken fan living out of Seattle, I want to go, but I can't. Jesse, just take us with you in uh, that little pocket magic device. Uh, Keep us updated. Uh, Show us uh, what the weather's going to be like. You're going to be the field correspondent for Freeze the Puck Hockey. Ooh. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Responsibilities. The field correspondent. I'm probably going to take zero pictures and videos. My phone is crap. <laughs> So what we wanted to do as we're getting into the discussion about the Winter Classic is go over a little bit of the history of it. There's been a a lot of games over the last decade, uh, and they've all been fantastic. My favorite one was the 2012 one, of course, as I mentioned, with the Rangers. I really loved that jersey that they rolled out. I I was able to find one on Amazon, of all places, for like 50 bucks, and you know I had to pick that up, right? For sure. That's I love that jersey with the bullet. Uh, I call it the bullet logo because it's rounded off like a bullet at the bottom. I, the bullet I, shield. Yeah, I love it. I think it's awesome. And just like just like the it's it's like the New Jersey's they have now from New York where they use the crest. I love that crest. I think it should be used more often. And especially if they consider making a throwback again, use that bullet crest. That thing is awesome. It is super sweet. Do you know what the first outdoor event, though, was technically? for an nhl team i don't why don't you enlighten us it was it's weird it was the red wings versus a group of prisoners <laughs> oh <laughs> no all right didn't have that, I did in my that. Card. so the the newspapers and i don't have a whole lot on it i just kind of grazed over it because i thought it was interesting just like i wanted to know the score and everything right in the first period after it ended the score was 18 nothing red wings they stopped keeping count after that period. And then the newspapers the next day would just say, eh, make up a score. So they said the final was 5-2 in favor Sounds of the Sounds about right. <laughs> and, and in what year was this? Was it before galvanized rubber? February 2nd, 1954. Yeah, geez. Well before even we even... We're a twinkle in our father's eye and even knew anything about uh, what a winter classic would be or is. But that's where it stemmed from. So they started, they did that one outdoor game back in, in 54. 
And then they didn't do anything else until the early 2000 or mid to late 2000s. Is that how that went? I mean, you had probably some scattered games here and there, but I don't think anything officially like this, like this well received and broadcasted like the Winter Classic is. The first one was in 2008 in what is now Highmark Stadium. And that was Sabres versus Pens. That's my my favorite iteration of it. My first jersey was uh, that ugly baby blue Penguins Winter Classic jersey. So it's uh, close to my heart. Say psych right now. <laughs> is that the one with the circle Penguins logo yes. that has the... Ew. Yeah, with the, with the penguin and the scarf and whatnot. Say psych right now. That jersey. <laughs> and, and you wear glasses, so yeah. you know that he is able to see that, right? <laughs> I can see that it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Disagreed. I love old school stripes. I'm, I mean, yeah, come on. I'm wearing the striped jersey right meow for Seattle. I like, I like that jersey. I still stand by it. It's so comfortable. <laughs> it's so comfortable. The felt on it really brings it together. The Winter Classic has had some really awesome jerseys. And I know if you've been paying attention to our Facebook page, we are going to be going over the uh, Winter Classic tarps off winter. But after seeing all of those on the graphic that Alan put together, being able to, to, to see them all in one place, there's been a lot of really awesome additions to the Winter Classic, to the jerseys that uh, these teams have worn. You know, like I mentioned, I really do like that that Rangers one that 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 they did in 2012. I'm really excited about this game, man. It's going to be awesome. Do you know how many games the Rangers have played in a Winter Classic? I actually looked that up. I cheated. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, it was only the one. Two. In the Winter Classic. There was two? It was two. They did play two Winter oh. Classics. I know they had, I feel like they had more stadium series games than they have uh, Winter Classic. I'm dumb and I didn't write down the year. The problem is that you're confusing it because on the 10th anniversary of the Winter Classic, the Rangers played the Sabres, but it took place in City Field because the mm -hmm. Rangers had a contract issue with MSG that they couldn't play. Oh anywhere else so they had to be the away team and they had to play in city field instead so i'm really grateful that you brought this up because i i actually know why that is and it's not a contractual issue with msg it's actually a contractual issue with the city of new york msg has a tax exempt status and the city of new york requires the new york rangers to not cease playing home games at madison square garden in other words, they have to play all of their home games at Madison Square Garden in order to maintain their tax exemption status. So if they're playing anywhere else in New York City, they have to be the away team. And that's why they were the away team, even though the Winter Classic took place in City Field that year. They've been away twice then? Because they were away in Philly, too, for Citizens Bank Park. Well, Citizens Bank Park is in Philly, yeah. When they were away, they were away. Yeah, when they were away, they were away. But, I mean, I guess except for Queens. But uh, they played in 2018 was the other year. 2012 and 2018. So when the world ended, and then well after the world ended. Who do you think has played the most Winter Classics? Oh, it's got to be Boston or Canada team. That's my guess. I'm going to say Boston. I want to say Chicago. I, I Detroit? So it's actually funny. Ethan and Sam are both right. It's the it's tied for four with the Bruins and the Blackhawks. Yeah, Jesse, name off the original six teams. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. <laughs> St. Louis Blues. <laughs> I just feel like every time that there was a winter classic on my TV, the Blackhawks were in it. Yeah, it's a lot. I know a lot of fans. Um, on the West coast, just through social media, when they were, when the last winter classic was coming up, they were all sitting there going, please, God, please don't recycle the same, like four or five teams. We keep seeing in the winter classic. We really don't need to see that anymore. And then they didn't. So, and yet here we are with the Seattle Kraken and the Vegas golden Knights and people up in arms over it. They were so upset that these, the two newest expansion teams of the NHL got an outdoor game. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm up in arms saying hooray so <laughs> i'm not sad about it hey we are we are used to, to getting hated by by now uh, at least with us in vegas uh, we knew that seattle was probably gonna get you know some hating as well if they did well and here we are uh you know the haters can just not watch and we will enjoy it anyways did we expect it this early, though? I mean, this is the third year for the Kraken. This is the seventh year, if I remember correctly, for the Golden Knights. Did we expect it this early for an outdoor game between these two franchises? I think Adidas ending this season had a lot to do with that. Honestly, I I, I really I do. And I think, I think it's because, like, they didn't want to miss it when the unexpected for jerseys especially is kind of over the horizon with Fanatics. But everybody knows what to kind of expect out of Adidas and their quality, at least. And they know that it'll sell. So I I think, honestly, it could that kind of had a kind of had a shoehorn into it as to why Seattle and Vegas got the tip. Well, and it, it's a perfect storm. I mean, you've got the two very recent expansion teams. It, it's a perfect scenario. For sure. I feel like the venue is a little bit odd. Um, and why I say that is because I'm T-Mobile Park, for those who know baseball, I do not I do not know baseball, but for those who do know baseball, T-Mobile Park has that that roof that closes over. I'm curious to know if they're going to be utilizing that. And I will let you know since they're going to be the field correspondent, whether they are or not. But for me, I, I feel like that's gonna ruin the atmosphere of of the game it's supposed to be an outdoor game i feel like with closing the roof over it's not really that but um i i was hoping that they would have done it um they don't actually correct me if i'm wrong they don't do it in in football stadiums for the winter classic do they it's only baseball stadiums it's usually only baseball stadiums so the okay. there was one in particular texas yeah, was usually stadium series is in the football right so usually the winter classics taking place in a baseball stadium uh there's been a couple exceptions notably one which i think is my favorite uh which is i know this sounds kind of weird especially of how much i kind of rip on them but the red wings in toronto uh at the big house at u of m ann arbor yeah that that's like the biggest capacity call collegiate football in fact i think it is in north america the biggest capacity football field and then the the stars and predators which i guess i'm biased to that one uh that was at the cotton bowl is that the one that cory perry got the walk of shame from <laughs> it, it was in fact <laughs> yeah and now he's Corey getting perry a much bigger walk of shame that's the best that is the best i haven't heard a ever. damn thing from him since <laughs> <laughs> he's just there now taking a longer walk of shame i guess now, wasn't there a Winter Classic, or it could have been a Stadium Series that was at Gillette in Foxborough? I believe that was a Stadium Series. Stadium Series, that's what I was thinking. But, but to Jesse's point, the initial point, I hope they keep it open. I mean, what's the weather like so far, Jesse? Uh, dude, it's mild, it's rainy, uh, it <laughs> makes sense if they're going to close it, honestly. I haven't looked to the future of the weather, quite frankly, but... Right now, it's maybe about 55, 60 degrees, and it has been raining like crazy. Yeah, sounds like Seattle. I, I would bet they they watch that to the last possible minute. I don't know how it works for baseball stadiums, but like uh, AT&T Stadium where the Cowboys play or Jerry's World for football people. Um, I, I do know they have to have like they have to open or close it before people go in because of pressure. So I'm guessing they're going to wait to the last minute. And if it seems like it's not good, they close it because they don't want like a Lake Tahoe uh, situation from that. I think that was Stadium Series. Um, that was a Winter Classic. That was a winter no, winter no. Winter. Where they played. No. That was, was a Winter Classic where it was Colorado versus uh, uh, Vegas. Uh, oh, I'm thinking of the most recent one that we went to the outdoor game. I think it was versus the Avs, actually, and it was in Lake Tahoe. Uh, 2021 NHL Outdoor Games. 
It yep. was. So it it was it was not Stadium Series or Winter Classic, but we all know what I'm talking about, oh. right? Where the the ice yeah. was like melting and they had to stop. Yes. And, yeah. So I I think they try and keep it open, but they shut it if it's just not feasible. You know, that's one of the things that is classically of the Winter Classic that the rain and other weather, the wind, the glare has always been a factor. And sometimes it causes the NHL to modify the third period and the overtime periods as we know them for regular games. So um, it is possible that they close it, but it is also possible that if they want to stick true to the, I guess, classical sense of it, that they just leave the tarp off and just run with it. Chillers do amazing jobs nowadays when it comes down to keeping the ice going. Like we have an outdoor rink here um, where I'm at in West Michigan, where uh, people go to like free skate and everything just in the heart of downtown. We haven't had the coldest weather lately. It's been eh, roughly like high 30s, almost 40s, kind of that danger zone area where you're like, oh, no ice. But once you get that base layer of ice down, the chillers do the rest of the work and you barely have to even think about it like i could go out there in 40 something degree weather go for a skate and not worry at all about the ice melting beneath me like those chillers do amazing things the thing here in seattle though is the rain right and if it starts to rain on the ice you could you could probably start to see puddles accumulating and things like that and i think that's where the issue would be and if it's raining i mean it's Washington, it's likely going to be raining. But if it is raining, uh, it would make sense for them to close that roof at T-Mobile Park. We still got some time yet to see what the weather's going to do. It's a coast city. It's hard to say. If it was East Coast... I won't hold my breath. (laughs) Yeah, I won't hold my breath. If it was East Coast, it'd be more predictable to be like, oh yeah, snow, but you know, it's the way the wind blows and all. So another thing that we wanted to discuss with the Winter Classic is the future of this event. There's been a lot of teams and fans of teams that have really been vocal about wanting a Winter Classic event in their area. One team that I could think of right off the top of my head is the Columbus Blue Jackets. And I know that our uh, Columbus Blue Jackets admin has been very vocal about wanting one of those outdoor games in the area, in the Ohio area. What do you all think about that? And what do you think about uh, for the potential future for this event? Ryan has talked about it a little bit our Columbus Blue Jackets admin. Um, he, uh, he was saying something like there was an issue with getting the Buckeyes to participate properly or like the, to work out a deal because apparently they want like a huge cut of the ticket sales or something. It was something crazy mm-hmm. like that, which I, I get it. It makes sense. But from what I've been hearing through the grapevine and little, th- little feelers out there on Twitter and whatnot, or X, whatever you call it now. It's Twitter. It's always going to be Twitter. That's forever fair. Twitter. <laughs> it's going to be forever Twitter. I want my board. Um, from what I've been seeing, apparently some people have been going out there from the NHL that have been wearing like jackets and they've been taking measurements of the field. So it looks like there's a very good possibility that they could get an outdoor game soon. Winter Classic? I don't know. Uh, they don't deserve either. Ouch. <laughs> like, it, but honestly, honestly, just I put agree. yourself as much as we can rip on the NHL's way of governing things. Like, put yourself in in the shoes of the decision makers. What has Columbus done to prove that they should even get an outdoor game? In my opinion, nothing. If you're looking at it from a marketable and profitable standpoint, not a lot. I guess Johnny Hockey, but that's not enough. Because he's just no. not been good. Be close to the playoffs. So what are your thoughts for the future of, of this event? Wh- who do you think would be a really great team to host it? Who do you think would be a great team to participate in this? Wh- what do y'all think about this? Alan, I'll let you go first. So the fun fact for me on this one is that, did you know that Vegas and Seattle are the first Pacific teams to participate into a Winter Classic event? There's been teams from the Pacific that have done stadium series, but not the Winter Classic. That's why. That's believable. That is an odd stat. That being said, I think Columbus would be, honestly, I know we just totally, you know, threw him under the bus on this one, but I think Columbus would be a good one. To- Ethan threw them under the bus. No, they threw themselves. That's fair. There's that, <laughs> there's that Ohio-Michigan rivalry, so it'd be kind of cool to see, like, Ohio and Michigan go at it, so the Red Wings and 
I don't really want to see. I don't. I don't want to see the Red Wings do it again. Just because they have <laughs> kind of too many on their list anyway, with plenty of other teams. Maybe Arizona over towards the Central. I have. We haven't seen them participate in an outdoor event yet, but I can't think of anybody else that would go with it. Okay, so you say Arizona where they would have to probably be the away team right sensibly it only makes sense i mean you can't really think about having an outdoor event with ice in a southern desert state like arizona i don't want to say that but batman seems damn determined to you know keep the desert dogs there <laughs> and they should and they should if he's determined to keep him there i i want to agree with you and say yeah no way you're not going to put ice in the desert but Bettman is one of those guys where he's like, no, no, where there's a will, there's a way. And he'll just try it. He'll probably try it. No, I I, I agree. Like, uh, I think that the problem with the teams that I want to see is that they would all be away teams. I think that the Carolina Hurricanes would be a really interesting choice. Get a classic. And it's a team that we haven't necessarily seen. I hate them, but the San Jose Sharks would be a really interesting team to see in a classic. Just, I want to see teams that have never gotten it before. I want to see more diversity of the teams. All three California teams have had a stadium series. The Ducks, Kings, and San Jose. Actually, the uh, Kings and San Jose shared their stadium series together. But for a winter classic, I don't know. Maybe the Sharks, just because I have a soft spot toward them, but uh, I'd like to see someone who's never had an outdoor event, period. You know what I mean? I I think it's, there's a chance maybe it's going to be the Kings or the Ducks because they've got that brand new shiny, I mean, it's not as new now, but SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, you know, I'm sure they are just chomping at the bit to get some kind of event like that, if they're capable, if they have the facilities and, and things to do that, which I'm sure it does. Um, so you, you could have them, but honestly, if, if I had to bet money on who's in the Winter Classic next year, there's going to be a repeat team. There's going to be like a Chicago um, or Boston, something like that. And maybe it's at SoFi. And you get the LA Kings as the opponent or something like that. But with them going with two expansion teams this year, it's almost like they're just prepping everyone for a, for a rewatch next season. Do you think that it would be a Canadian team next year? The last Canadian team to play in the Winter Classic was the Montreal Canadiens in 2016. It's been eight years, nine years if you, if you start talking about next year. If it went like an LA Kings hosting at SoFi Stadium. Uh I would I wouldn't be shocked if it's the Edmonton Oilers. Edmonton Oilers, LA Kings. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Ooh. We're getting Ooh. back to the Pacific. Damn, that's a good pick. Yeah, but but that's a that's a good that's a good rivalry, you know. Uh SoFi Stadium is going to be but also are they going to go West Coast twice in a row? Maybe not. Probably not. So put that two years away. They might if it's a Canadian team against it because they, you know, they can't do it in Canada because they have the Heritage Classic over there that they're, they're equivalent of the, the, you know, Winter Classic. But I think that. But that's not an every year thing. It's not, but they they don't historically mix them. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say the only time I've really seen a mixture for the Heritage Classic where it wasn't a Canadian team was what was it twenty one twenty two season where it was later in the season, but it was Toronto and Buffalo. I thought that was a weird one. Now, Heritage Classic, it, it's always... I thought it was always Canadian teams. I thought it was too, but that year it was Toronto and Buffalo for some reason. Because oh. they had the Retinas jersey for uh, Toronto, and then the Sabres just had... Sabres never have anything cool. <laughs> they just had the normal, basically, <laughs> away jersey. <laughs> Like, they never have anything cool for an outdoor game. I'm so disappointed. It was the 21-22 season because it was the... Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the only time that a U.S. team played in the Heritage Classic. Is it the only time? It is the only time. That's nuts. So, uh, one, two, three, four, five teams have only played one time in the Winter Classic. It was the Stars, Predators, Leafs, 
Habs, and Wild. Ethan's favorite team. I'm not going to lie. I would like to see the, the Leafs against pretty much anyone. <laughs> but that, that would be fun to see the, what they come up with the jerseys and what the kids would look like. Uh, I think that they would do a really good job throwing it back. I'm surprised they've only done one. I get they have the Heritage Classic, but like, you know, original six, why aren't you? It, it might be Toronto next year. Right. Do you think it would happen in Toronto? Mm. No. That's rough only because of the All-Star game being there. This yeah, year. that's what I was mm. thinking too. That makes sense. That makes sense. But like Toronto at Carolina, where do you play in Carolina? And, and I'm actually, I'm going to throw it to Amanda. It, is there a place that they could play in, in the Raleigh area? No, they don't have anywhere that they could play. <laughs> That's exactly what she sounds like. It'd be the same as the stadium series. The best place in Raleigh is going to be at Carter Friendly Stadium, which is right there on the PNC property. And realistically, that's the only good spot. The only place. But it worked. It worked that time. So, hey, Toronto at Carolina. Yeah. That, that's a good pick. I'd be, I'd be watching that. Hungover. Uh, ready to rock. Let's go. You heard it here first. The next one is going to be somewhere in North Carolina. I don't know where, but this is this is going to bite there. me in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on from that, are there any changes that anyone wants to see to this event in terms of anything? Is there anything that you currently don't like about this event that you wish they would change, or something that even that they might want to add? Speaking biased, knowing that it's in Seattle, I mean, I prefer the broadcasting crew from Seattle, so. I, you're not going to get that. No. <laughs> We're out of luck, Bob. Bob but, but if we get, you know... Uh, you might get Eddie Olchek, though. Yeah. Well, is it is it TNT or is it ESPN? I thought it was ESPN doing it. Uh, who, whoever did the broadcast for the last Seattle game, that's who it's going to be. I think it's TNT. I think it's going to be TNT. True TV. True TV. That, True TV is what my ESPN app is saying. Oh, no. <laughs> well, True TV is part of the network family that TNT has, but it's like their backdoor, backdoor type of deal. Like, I remember in the playoffs when some of the games were going uh, yeah. longer, they would throw them on True TV. Problem on that is that I don't think it's available on every um, cable service, so it's going to be hit or miss if that's the uh, broadcasting channel. Which, it, this is the first Winter Classic since ESPN took over, right? Or did they take over last year? They took over last year, and uh, yeah, and Boston played Pittsburgh last year. What channel Fenway. was that on? ESPN? I want to say that was TNT, because I remember watching it. I use Sling for all my TV stuff. So for me, I was able to watch it with that. But I, I want to say that was TNT as well, unless I'm mistaken. Well, then it was TNT. It was TNT. Then. Well, there's the answer. What What is something you want changed? Um, I want ESPN to do better. But the the hard part for ESPN is college football playoffs are on the same day. So that's probably why they have TNT doing it then. No, I think it's going to be on True TV. But what's on what's on TNT on sun like not Sunday Monday Monday Die Hard it might be football Die Hard <laughs> probably it's holidays anyway. it could be football one thing we haven't done just to kind of wrap up the the Winter Classic talk obviously there's some bias but let's get score predictions Sam I'll let you start <laughs> all right. <laughs> It's going to depend uh, which Jekyll or Hyde uh, Vegas we get since uh, it seems like we either blow someone out or we're getting blown out. It's uh, no in-between. So um, I'm thinking that I want a high-scoring game that is close. I'm going to say 4-5, to five, Vegas winning in overtime. 4-5. to five. Okay. Alan, what about you? That one works. Not too far off from where I'm thinking. So my thing is goaltending, right? We got to coordinate right now teams. for both teams. Yeah, because I have Hill on my fantasy and he just got moved to IR. And I was like, oh, yep." And Logan Thompson is out, too. Oh, God. OK, so uh, there's that. Um, and then you have Shea Theodore out. I don't know if he's like a critical piece to the blue line, but I would say he's definitely helpful with the offensive defensive type. 
because he can score. That dude can whip a wrister from the blue line, and it'll go to the back of the net nine times out of ten. He's he's killer, and I hate that. Um, <laughs> and then for the Kraken side, we have McCann, who eh, we'll see. And then we have you know Burakovsky, and we have <laughs> uh, everybody else. Like it's just it's such a long list. And then Grubauer looks like he might be out extended too. That's still kind of the jury's out on that one. But Drieger just got his pads shown on social media for the winter classic. So it looks like they're kind of prepping for that option. Um, that being said, obviously with a bias, I'd love to see my team win this one. Um, but if they don't, I want to see it at least at a close game. I have four, three Kraken. All right. In regulation. Yeah. Okay. Jesse. I do think this is going to be a high scoring game, uh, with the way that the offense of the Vegas Golden Knights is, I mean, those guys can just score goals, right? And the way that Seattle's been playing, they've been starting to score goals a little bit more. They've been relying heavily on their fourth line, but Pierre-Edward Belmar is now out, and he scored a couple of those goals. Um, I'm not sure where it, where it is. I, I think it's going to be 6-4. I, I, I hate to say it, being that I'm a, a Kraken fan, but I do think that Vegas is going to get the edge on this one. They're the defending Stanley Cup champions. Right. They've got a really great... I hate... <laughs> st- stop it. Don't interrupt me. I don't want to hear it. They've, they're the defending Stanley Cup champions. They, they know how to win games. The goaltending is going to be a big question mark for both of these teams. You know, As uh, Sam said, their goaltenders are out. Grubauer's out of the Kraken lineup. I, I just, I, I, again, hate to say it, I think Vegas is going to win this one 6-4. Got that commitment for Decor. Have you guys seen the backup of our AHL goaltender, the, the two guys that we have up right now? No. Nope. Okay, so Jerry Patera was actually up with the boys when the cup was won. He was part of the group just in case, I guess, if someone went down or for practices, whatever. But uh, he's the one that runs the AHL team as, you know, the starter. His backup, uh, Seville, I believe he's from Alaska. This dude looks like he is fresh out of senior year of high school. There is not a single hair in his face yet. I literally thought they had grabbed a kid from the crowd and popped a jersey on him. And then I realized, oh, it's our goalie. So that's going to play a big factor in what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks for us. If the kids need to hold it down, then it's always kind of a trial by fire in Vegas goaltending situation. Uh, So we'll see. I think that we're in for an exciting game regardless, uh, but we might be hanging on there for a minute. Okay, then bring us back down to earth. Let's... I think Hill is back. Maybe not. Maybe not. It doesn't change my score prediction. I think, you know, the two teams met early in October. It was 4-1. I believe in a previous podcast episode, I predicted this score to be 5-2. I'm going to go 4-2 Vegas. High scoring, you know, it's not as high scoring as you guys are thinking, but I think Seattle gets two. Um, by whoever is in net, but I, I can't see a version of this game where Vegas doesn't put three or more past uh, Decord. So I, I, I yeah, four two Vegas in regulation. I like it. We shall see. <laughs> <laughs> of course you like it. <laughs> of course you like it. Boo! Garbage team. Boo! I'm- I'm okay being the outlier. I I I like holding the faith. <laughs> Keep the faith. You always gotta hold on. But we have a couple minutes, and Alan, I think you had a a poll for yeah. everyone. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, so I did the tarps off thing for a while, and it started to get to crunch time. So I was like, "What's a better way than just basically bringing out the boss level of it and getting the original?" penguins jersey because i'm not going to put the sabers one like i said the sabers haven't really done anything and then uh 
the favored penguin ship favored quote unquote penguins jersey so both of those and then the rangers jersey it's one that i threw in there because i was like we need a good away jersey in there and that one's fantastic the winner of the tarps off poll ended up being the detroit red wings with like (laughs) it was like it was an even close it wasn't once i put the the kraken did really well it went all the way to the 2014 uh jerseys in the tarps off once it got there red wings fans came out and they were like no 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 you're wrong and they just let it let us all know and we're like oh okay we're wrong and then when i made the new poll for this one they came out even stronger i don't know if that it was just their friends are telling their friends but it was like when i last looked it was 1.6 thousand votes or something like that Ooh, it was not that's even close. pretty impressive all the others were like stuck at 200. It wasn't even close, which I'm fine with it. That was, that's a great. Somebody shared that in some several red wings pages, because that number is impressive. That is a nutty number. Like I, I love that Jersey. So I'm, I'm not like, I'm not mad at that decision at all. In fact, that's the only red wings Jersey I really want. And like I've said previously, if they would have reverse retroed that one, I'd have bought it. I would have bought it instantly. It, it's a good jersey. And Detroit fans, they're back on social media. Their team's winning again. You know. It, they're they're doing be, I. They're going to be out. It's, they're doing I. They're not doing the best. They just lost to they just lost to Philly six to five. They were up like four to one. Look, they're on they're on social media because and I'll say it on here boldly, Detroit fans for sports are kind of fair weather. I mean, they don't show up for the Lions. Lions are winning, they show up. Detroit Red Wings aren't winning so much they don't show up and all of a sudden they're doing great. They show up. It is what it is. Oh, it seems like I'm wrong. I apologize. They won seven to six in the shoot in the shootout. Shootout? <laughs> man. 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 I, I've got no words for that. No words. No words for that. They were up five to one. That's insane. You're gonna get so, corrected okay, by so, every oh. Red fan that follows us. <laughs> that's fine they should have destroyed they should have demolished the flyers you, and they didn't so i mean have you seen any post i make for the red wings it's always just chucking a grenade into our comments section and seeing how it goes <laughs> so i i guess kind of to, to cap this off the question we ask you the listener um which you can vote we'll we'll make a post on the freeze the puck hockey facebook page um who do you think is going to win the winter classic you're getting this episode about a week before the game is happening. So let us know who wins the game. Send your score predictions and uh, we'll see what happens. This game, this is also the Christmas episode technically, because this will release after Christmas. So um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a Christmas gift for you to listen. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Feliz Navidad and um, happy holidays. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Crazy Kwanzaa, and Happy Festivus to the rest of us. All right, Krusty the Clown, relax. That about does it for us this week on The Neutral Zone. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Jesse. This was Ethan. This is Alan. And this was Samuel. We will catch you next week. Happy New Year, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Chrysler. (laughs) Happy on the days. Freeze the puck.